0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: Hello, it's just little old me today. My other pod half, producer Pip Rasmussen, is off sick. You know, when someone says that they're sick and you straight away go, uh oh. Anyway, I messaged her this morning and I was like, babe, what are your symptoms? And um, this is what she said. She goes, sore throat, a little wheezy and that classic weak body fluey feeling. I was trying to be positive, so I was like, I'm sure it's not the Rones. But low-key, I'm like, that's death's COVID. Uh, anyway, she's actually really devo that she's not here for the podcast episode, so she sent through a voice memo with a bit of an update.
2: Hello, it's me, Pip. I <laughs> think I might have COVID. <coughs> so I'm in my car and I'm waiting for a PCR test in a drive through facility and get this, I just fucking ran over a cone in front of the lollipop man and he is not happy. He's like staring me down, watching me do this voice memo and it's so embarrassing. Anyway, yeah, just me and my emotional support water bottle here, hanging out and fingers crossed I don't have COVID. But anyway, this pod episode, I'm so bummed I'm not there to do this with Dee um, because this is one we've been talking about for ages. We're really curious about it. And like a lot of our podcasts, we are learning along with you. So it's going to be really good. So enjoy the episode and hopefully I will be back on the pod very soon. But in the meantime, stay vigilant in these streets, wear a mask. Um, And yeah, I'll catch you hopefully very, very soon. Okay, bye. I love you. Miss you. Bye.
1: (laughs) Sorry, I literally felt that cough spray on me. That was feral. She's not well. We love you, Pip. We can get the crystal dildo out tonight. Collectively pray for you and hope that you get better. Okay, podcast. So a few weeks ago, we did an episode about having mismatched libidos, how to deal if you have a higher or maybe lower libido than your partner. If you haven't already listened to it, uh, you can go and check it out in your feed after this episode. But Jack, hookup got listener, got in touch with us about his mismatch libido situation.
3: Me and my partner have been with each other for a year now. Now, at the start of my relationship, I actually had a really low sex drive. And then to about halfway, I actually got circumcised after that. Sex actually started feeling really good for me. Sex drives just went through the roof.
1: Pip and I were like, okay, this is super interesting. Like we had no idea that getting circumcised could change your libido. And then we were also like, okay, but how common is it to get circumcised as an adult? So we thought, let's investigate. Let's chat about it for this episode. Get a urologist on the show to talk us through how it all works hear your stories of getting circumcised and some of the reasons maybe why you did get the snip a bit later on in life, Uh, and also to find out if it actually makes sex better or worse. I feel like there's so many myths around hygiene and pleasure, like there's all this hype around circumcised dicks, but how true is it really? Just quickly, if you have no idea what circumcision is, it's basically a procedure that's performed on penises. On the foreskin, which is pretty much the excess skin which covers the head of the penis. If you don't have a dick but you've seen a few or maybe you sleep with people who do, you might not even realise that there is a difference between circumcised or uncircumcised penises. So I totally get it if you're like, I know that this is a thing, I've heard about it, but I have no idea what it actually looks like. And it's usually performed on newborn babies. It's this huge thing in the US. There's a lot of cultural and religious reasons why people get it done on their kids, which we're not going to get into for this episode. It's a whole thing. There's so much ethical debate around it. And it kind of seeps into this stereotype that circumcised penises are superior and more hygienic. Which I'm super curious as to know like how much truth there is to that. So I will get into this a bit later on. But first, let's circle back to Jack. So after he spoke to us about his mismatched libido situation, I DM'd him and I was like, Jack, mate, can I please hear more about your circumcision? And he was actually super stoked to chat about it. He got on Zoom straight away.
3: Through my like 18, 19 sort of age, I was sleeping with people. And it was very painful for me. Like, I would have the worst experience. I can recall actually a really strong time. I was going on this little vacation with this girl. And I guess I was keen to sleep with her. I, I, like, I kind of knew I had a bit of problems beforehand. But what would happen is when I would go to have sex, I would have to literally be like, okay, let's do this so slow because this is so painful for me. And it ended up just not being a pleasurable experience for me. I had a thing called formosis. It's a thing on the skin of the foreskin where it becomes too tight to retract.
1: If you've never heard of formosis before, a bit of a weird word, uh, we're gonna get into it a little bit later in this episode.
3: And then, yeah, I went to the doctors about it. They gave me ointment to try to loosen it up. Stretching for me was super, super painful. So I never really like got around to doing it. And then I was like, I think I might just get circumcised because this is just the biggest problem.
1: Okay, bit of a warning. Jack's about to describe the surgery. So if you hate stories about blood uh, and like really intense describing of something being snipped off, you might want to skip forward about a minute.
3: The surgery was crazy. They sat me down in the bed. They put a few needles in it. They were like, does this hurt? And I was like, ah, yes, that does hurt. <laughs> and then they, um, yeah, so they numbed it up. And then through the procedure, they didn't like knock me out. I just had to close my eyes. And they just literally got scissors and just cut around it. And I was feeling like the scissors cutting it. And I'm just closing my eyes. Wait,
1: you were awake? And
3: I'm just, oh, I was awake, yeah.
1: <gasps> no. No. <laughs> yeah.
3: It was crazy. But like they numbed it. They numbed it, obviously. So like it was, I couldn't fully feel it but you could still feel like your body is going through some traumatic experience
1: that is wild that is wild Ah.
3: oh on, but honestly through the procedure after it was done I was like oh thank god and they're like do you want to see it and I was like yeah and they showed me the piece just lying there yes! on the <laughs> table and there was all this blood there was all this blood on tissues and i was just like fuck out
1: oh my gosh okay so let's fast forward to where you're at now um obviously yeah. everything's healed everything went okay
3: it took about a month to kind of get back to normal and i'm feeling like it was the best decision i made with it and i'm so happy i did it it feels so amazing i feel like my libido has just shot through the roof in this last year of getting it done
1: How awesome is Jack, honestly? He's such a lord. I had the best time chatting to him. Uh, Also, coincidentally that he shared this story with us, we also got a text pretty much the same week from a listener called Brie, and she said, hi, hookup, love the pod, got a topic you might be interested that I've only just found out about. My 20-year-old brother got circumcised recently. My personal opinion on circumcision has always been biased and closed-minded. He told me that he was born with an extremely tight foreskin, meaning that he couldn't pull it back all the way and that his head was really sensitive and stimulating it in any way was painful. The way it was before getting circumcised meant it would be near impossible for him to have sex with anyone. He described that he's always felt insecure when a girl had shown interest in him, rejected them and basically grew up accepting that sex was something he might never experience. He never spoke about this with anyone and felt a lot of shame about it until his friend said he had the same thing. This seems to be a bit more common than what people know and discussing this might be helpful for any penis owners who might have the same thing, but keeping silent about it. Firstly, I love that Brie messaged in on behalf of her brother Like, that's so nice and so caring. Um, And secondly, we couldn't decide if it was a weird coincidence, hey? Like, the fact that I spoke to Jack and then we got this message from Bree at the same time. But it did kind of make me feel like maybe this is more common than what we might think. Anyway, I wanted to investigate, so I got a urologist on the line.
4: I'm uh, Dr James Thompson. I'm a urologic surgeon at St Vincent's and St George Hospitals in Sydney, the University of New South Wales.
1: What's really interesting is that Dr James reckons circumcision has completely gone out of fashion for babies in Australia. It's not really a thing anymore here. It's mainly in the US, so he only really sees teenagers and adults.
4: I would say that I see uh, a young man often between the age of sort of 18 to 40, at least, you know, a couple of weeks. The most common reason is so normally the foreskin is not able to be retracted in a, in a baby boy when they're first born. So you can't actually pull it back to expose the head of the penis. But in about 98, 99% of boys, so almost all boys, by the time they reach puberty around the age of 12, uh, they can retract the foreskin. And so usually the reason why it's performed is because a boy has reached uh, a period where they're, you know, sexually active and they're having trouble retracting the foreskin, which can either cause pain during an erection or during sex, or it can cause actually a splitting or or sort of tearing of the foreskin or even infections, you know, of the skin underneath because of, you know, not being able to clean properly.
1: So what James is talking about there is pretty much what formosis is. That's what Jack was experiencing and that's also what Bree's brother was experiencing who DM'd us. Uh, But there are other reasons that someone might get circumcised as an adult. It could be an aesthetic thing. Maybe they would rather have a circumcised dick. Uh, Maybe it's a self-esteem thing. They kind of have bought into this cultural conversation around it or really rarely it could be for skin disease or even cancer. So how does the procedure actually work? James is going to explain it. And don't worry, it's way less graphic than the way that Jack described it. So you should be okay to listen to this.
4: We usually prefer to do it in the operating theatre because that's just where, you know, it's easiest to perform these small procedures. Most adult men prefer to be asleep under a light anaesthetic and it only takes about 30 or 40 minutes. We, you know, make a small incision uh, at each end to remove basically like a, a collar. If you think about like this, the sleeve or cuff of a shirt, we're just removing a cuff of skin and then stitching it together, you know, back the ends at each end with dissolving stitches. You go home an hour or two later and usually there's not much pain. One thing a lot of men ask me is, is it painful afterwards? And the feedback I get later is it's really not. You know, it's a little bit of a soreness. You know, it's it's you know something you can take a bit of Panadol for and, and usually it's fine, you know, the next day. Um, obviously, anyone who's considering having it done, you you need to then sort of hold off from any heavy heavy physical activities like gym and sports for a couple of weeks, and sexual activity, of course, you know for sort of six weeks or so.
1: That's what Jack said was his biggest problem.
3: So she literally couldn't even see me for like three weeks. Like she would come over, I'm like, all right, like because every time she'd round it would would cuddle, it would start to go up, and that would be like really painful for me. So. We kind of just like limited our time together.
1: Another listener, Matt, said the exact same thing too.
4: Yeah, the fact that I pretty much couldn't touch anything downstairs for a little while was, was a bit intolerable. I think that was probably worse than the pain, to be honest.
1: A thought that I had and that Dr James said a lot of other people had when they were like queering about getting circumcised was what if you randomly get an erection in your sleep? He reckons it won't hurt. It's all good.
4: No, it doesn't cause any problem. It's only, you know, sort of really, you know, vigorous sexual activity.
1: We can't do this episode without talking about the strange, weird cultural conversation around circumcised penises. You know, I'm not talking about the religious stuff. I'm talking about that they're more hygienic, they're more aesthetically pleasing. You know, it's definitely changing. It's not so much a thing here in Australia like we heard from Dr. James, as it is such a huge thing in America. But it is still something that we've definitely seen in TV shows and movies. Aesthetics are important to me. It's not what it
2: looks like. It's what they can do with
1: it. Well, I don't need one that can make its own carrying case. I don't like surprises. I like it all out there where I can see it. Same here. I'm sorry. It is not normal. That episode of Sex and the City is obviously from ages ago. But it's still something that I think about, like it's still in my brain from when I watched it years ago. And it sets such an example and tone that even an Australian guy on Reddit wrote a whole post about it because after watching that episode, he felt so much shame for being uncircumcised that he got circumcised at 21 because of this episode. And he didn't tell anyone that that was the reason why he did it. And then now, uh, a couple of years later, he completely regrets it. So... There's so much that we need to tap into here about why some TV shows and some people will still kind of jump on that bandwagon, that circumcised dick is better. So let's find out if a cut dick is actually better than an uncut dick. Like what are some of the benefits? What are some of the myths? I spoke to our good friend of the show, men's sex therapist Cam Fraser. And firstly, I want to know, are there any benefits? And if there are, what are they?
0: Yeah. Are at less of a risk for developing uh, foreskin-related cancers and infections. There's also a, a kind of story around cleanliness and hygiene, and this idea that uncircumcised penises aren't hygienic. And you know that is not necessarily the case. I think maybe anecdotally it could be the case for some people because there's no one's really teaching people how to clean their penises, um, and so. Yeah, you know, I've worked with clients and I know that there's men out there um, who I've spoken to who ha- no one ever taught them how to clean their penis properly. And so the, the solution to that is just for more education around cleanliness and hygiene and, and how to clean penises properly.
1: Well, 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 I feel like now is probably the perfect time to get into, I think, a probably much needed PSA. At least that's what our listeners have said. A few listeners have asked us to do this anyway, so the perfect time. Here is Cam on how to clean your dick properly.
0: When you're in the shower, when you're in the bath, in a flaccid state or, or even if you know, if your hands are down there and you happen to get semi-erect or erect, that's totally fine, but retracting your foreskin um, all the way back and using some uh, hypoallergenic soap. So if you've got sensitive skin and typically that part of the body is quite sensitive. So using some soap that is good for sensitive skin and just simply lathering up and you know, washing that whole area, pubes, testicles, perineum and head of the penis, uh, all in one and rinsing it off and then pulling the foreskin back over the top of the, the head of the penis. Same thing with, with drying is pat yourself down, uh, you don't need to like. You don't need to rub and scrub and really use a lot of friction to clean. You, especially like if you're drying as well, you don't want to add that that friction from from a towel um, to that sensitive part of your body. Uh, but just a gentle pat down uh, and yeah, and just and just doing that relatively regularly, probably like once a day.
1: This is an interesting thing. But another claimed benefit that I read online about getting the snip was that it actually prevents STIs. So how true is this?
0: That depends on the type of study that you're reading. So there have been studies that have suggested that circumcised penises are less likely to contract and to spread in STIs. And then there's also been studies to to say that it's the other way around, that an uncircumcised penis is less likely. Uh, and then there's also been studies that have found no different. My personal opinion is that with safer sex practices, regardless of whether you've got circumcision or not, you'll be able to... Reduce the risk of STI contraction and spreading. So, I think again, it comes down to education around safer sex practices as opposed to having an unalterable surgical procedure in order to prevent the spread of a STI. That's my personal opinion.
1: I mean, condoms, $2, circumcision surgery, mm, over a thousand. Pretty simple maths there. Okay, now for the moment, you've probably been the most curious about, what impact does getting circumcised have on your sex life? There's a lot of conversation around the head becoming less sensitive. uh, And this is, yeah, this is something that Cam says can happen.
0: So again, another very um, contested talking point, there is some evidence to suggest that what's known as keratization occurs in a circumcised uh, penis, the head of a circumcised penis, because there is no, let's say, protection over the glands, which is typically quite a sensitive area of the penis. That's the, the head. The nerve endings in the head of the penis become desensitized and become, you know, for want of a better word, calloused because of the constant friction that they're up against. Uh, but there's also studies to suggest that, and anecdotal evidence to suggest that men that do get circumcised start to feel more sensation and more sensitivity after they've had that, that adult circumcision part of that could be maybe because there's discomfort and pain before the circumcision. And so they start to realize that without that discomfort and pain, they're able to tune more into the sensation of pleasure and they're, they're more sensitive to the sensation of pleasure. Uh, so it's hard to kind of judge that. And there's men that, that say that there is no difference.
1: Yeah. Like Ham said, it's a bit of a different experience for everyone. Like you're going to have a unique experience depending on why you got circumcised. Like for Jack, he said it was way better, way more pleasurable because he was going through so much pain before. And for Hook Up Listener Matt as well, he had the same experience, but he did say that it was less sensitive.
4: It's been fantastic. If anything, aesthetically, it looks a lot better than it did before. There's absolutely no pain whatsoever. Sensitivity went down a bit, as a lot of other guys who've had the surgery will also attest to. Um, but apart from that, I, I couldn't recommend anyone that's had phimosis would, would say that it's the best thing you can ever do.
1: Yeah, both Jack and Matt were like, dudes, don't live through that pain. Like, just go chat to your GP, and if you need to, get it done. And that's something that Dr. James could not recommend enough.
4: My take home message would be for guys who are anyone who thinks they might benefit from it, they rarely regret seeing a urologist and, and having a talk about it. And and those that need it, you know, are always extremely grateful that they had it done and they can then move forward with much more confidence and sort of fulfilling sort of, you know, sex lives and avoiding infections and urinary problems. So, you know, if it's something that they're thinking about and they're worrying about, you know, I would encourage them not to sort of procrastinate and just get a check.
1: But that's obviously if you've got formosis, right? Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not just standing here being like, woo, everyone gets circumcised. No, if you're in pain, Like we've been saying, this is something that you should go and get checked. There's no reason that you should get circumcised if you have some sort of shame or you think that it's superior or like design a dick. Like, you know, Cam's been saying there's no real benefit to getting circumcised. Uh, And not going to lie, I can't can't tell the difference. I literally couldn't care less. Um, It's all about how you use it, to be honest. So we're doing an episode without her. Also an episode about Dick. It's weird. Anyway, I miss her. Um, but have loved doing this episode with you. Uh, Thank you so much to Jack, to Matt, to anyone who got in touch with us on our Instagram at Triple J The Hookup, letting us know about your stories and your situations. You can reach us at any time if there's a topic that you want us to cover. Maybe you can relate to something in this episode. We love to hear from you. And if you don't use Instagram, you can also send us an email at thehookup at abc.net.au. I'll catch you next time. Okay, bye.